the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in. Our Heavenly Father provides a model prayer to guide us so that our praise of Him and our requests leave no stones unturned. His model graciously includes, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If we apply the principles of our Savior's model prayer, there is hope for us, for God will supply all our needs, including the strength to resist temptation in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. And God has brought me here to arrest your attention, to challenge your thinking, because people do it at will. and They don't mean any harm. It's just that they're caught and don't know it. I'm talking about the battle over temptation. There is a temptation to text in church. Now, if you, And so it, 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 it grieves the heart of God when we can abstain and pull away, you know. I just love this, the atmosphere of this church. We can walk around the church and there are no cigarette butts all over the church. There's no ashtrays all over the church. You know, I don't want you to come to church and smoke me up. I sit next to you and I'm smelling like smoke. Huh? Yeah, that's right. I mean, won't y'all say amen? That ought to be getting close to God is about self-denial. Say self-denial. If any man come after me, he must first what? De- deny himself. You say you want to stop smoking? Why don't you start by not smoking around the church facility? And you say, well, Pastor, we, we're doing okay. You are doing okay, but I'm talking to folk by television and radio, too. And some folks smoke on the way to church. And then you try to put that many in. That bit can't put that stuff out that quick. Mm-mm. Sometimes you're just messing it up. Just messing it up. <laughs> It's about self-denial, telling your body appetites, your fleshly appetites, no, you can't have it. And the more you say no to your bodily appetites, the more control you'll be in control of your bodily appetites. If you give your body everything it wants when it wants it, it's going to be out of control and you're going to grieve the heart of God. All right, so that's for, that was a good review on carnality. Say amen. All right, now, uh, next thing I'd like to say is that if you want to win the battle over temptation, only those who have intimacy with the Father will be able to stand and resist temptation. Only those who have intimacy, who, who are close to God, will be able to, to withstand and resist temptation. James chapter 4, verses 7 through 8a says... Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Do you not know staying close to God keeps us safe? That's right. 
Staying close to God keeps us safe. Satan loves to pray, not P-R-A-Y. Satan don't do any praying like that. He P-R-A-E-Y. He loves to pray on backslidden, non-repentant saints who are estranged from God. Satan loves it when you begin to drift from God, when you begin to go more, more days without reading the word of God, more days without praying. Because the further he can get uh, you away from God, the, the greater his opportunity of taking advantage of you. Satan wants to exploit you. And he does it by getting you to drift from the church. He gets you, you get to disconnect you from the church, the fellowship of the church, the, the worship of the church, to dis- disconnect you from, 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 from his word, uh, from, 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 from prayer. And if he can get you out there and isolated, he does his best work on you and you'll find yourself yielding to temptation simply because you're not walking in intimacy with God. My friend, being close to God keeps us safe. Because the fact of the matter is, all of us have weak moments. And that, don't tell me if you die. You are not strong 100% of the time. Huh? And, uh, but you know what? Even when I am weak, he is strong. How many of y'all know that's right? I mean, when you get weak, you got a God who's always strong. He's omnipotent. He's all, all, he's all powerful. And even in your moments of weakness, if you're holding on and you're close to God, you'll find yourself withstanding because you're in close proximity. Number three, the reason, the reason resisting temptation is so critical is because life is too short to be entangled, ensnared, and held captive by sin or being in a lifetime of recovery because of the devastating effects and consequences of sin. I repeat, the reason resisting temptation is so critical is because life is too short to be entangled, ensnared, and held captive by sin or being in a lifetime of recovery because of the devastating effects of sin. That's why we need to resist. Because should we fall... You know what? Some falling into temptation, sometimes you recover uh, a little bit sooner than others. But some folk, even to this day, they are still in recovery of some sin they've committed perhaps 15, 20 years ago. You see? And life is too short for you to stay in a recovery room. When, when when, When the doctor, when the doctor does uh, surgery, he, he, then he, they will you into a recovery room. But do you stay in that recovery room for two years? No. You stay in there until you, they get your vital signs leveled out, until they can get you settled down, until your blood pressure, everything, begin, when they know that everything is kind of calm and you're waking up and you, you begin to function like your body should, then they begin to transition you into a room and then hopefully on out of the hospital. The goal is not to keep you sick and to keep you in recovery, you know? And Satan wants you to be in a lifetime of recovery. Because if you are, if you are in recovery a lifetime, for a lifetime, then you can be of no earthly kingdom good to those around you who need help. You can't help for because you are in habitual recovery. And that's why falling into sin is so dangerous. 
He wants you in perpetual recovery because long as you are in recovery yourself, you can't help another person. You can't be a blessing to another person because your life is so weighed down with your own issues. Number four, it is absolutely impossible to have victory over temptation until you, A, allow God to strip you of bad company. Say bad company. Psalms 1-1 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of, of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. You know, if you want to win the battle, you, you can be no better than the company you keep. It's not just children have bad company. Some adults have bad company. You see, defilement, bad company will defile you. Bad company will, call, will bring you into setbacks. Bad company will spiral you into spiritual regression. It will spiral you into addictions of drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff. Bad company can cause a lot of folk are in jail right now because of bad company. That's right. Have it, being in the car with somebody that got some drugs in the car, even though it's not on you, it's in the car. And they take all you to jail. And some folk are in the grave because they surrounded themselves with bad company. And there is bad company. And, you, and it's best you are blessed when you walk not in the council. The words of the ungodly, the teachings of the ungodly. Don't even stand around them and hang around them lest you find yourself uh, duped and taken advantage of. Uh, it is absolutely impossible to win the victory of a temptation. B. Uh, by, uh, if you're going to win the battle, you have to allow yourself to be stripped of vengeance. Say vengeance. That's getting even. Getting back. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 17 and 19 deals with this, along with other passages. But we'll deal with this one. Romans 12, uh, chapter 12, verses 17 and 19. Um, if, you, if you have your Bibles, it'd be good if you turn there and uh, highlight it up. Uh, in bracket, put it in brackets or something so that you can see it for yourself. Romans 12, 17 and 19, it says, repay no one evil for evil. Listen, your flesh can do that. If you're, if you're not walking with the Lord and you're not saved, you get them back. Yes, you will too. And some of you gotten folk back since you've been saved. That's right. That's right. Repay no one. You say, even my enemy? It says no one. That person that did this, no one. But you don't know what they did? No one. Repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. Now, that's a, a lot of times we look at the evil for evil, but look, have regard for good things. Do what is good in the sight of God and men. Skip down to verse 19. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. In other words, don't try to fix your circumstances. Don't try to, don't, don't you try to uh, 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 put, uh, to punish people, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. You know why God don't want you to get anybody back or do evil for evil? Because you can't get them like God can. Oh, y'all didn't hear that. You get so many spiritual truths coming at you, y'all can't even handle it all. I, I'm trying to help you. You, 
Listen, and when you try to do something, when you try to get them, then God doesn't do it. God said, okay, that's the best you can do. I could have done four words. Shame on you. You didn't even slap their hands. When I got through with them, I'd have saved them. I'd have turned them around. You know, you just tapped their hand. You thought you really did something, but if you hadn't let them have me, I would have made them your footstool. When I got through with them, they won't mess with you nor anybody else. It is dangerous to take matters into your own hands. But you know what you do? You're angry. You're bitter. You've allowed Satan to fester those thoughts in your mind so long until it has caused the word of God to be waned, diminished, and that thing has become a mighty oak tree in your mind. Don't do it. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. I will repay. If If you're his child, when they mess with you, they mess with God. That's right. You, you, you want to get in trouble? Mess with me. That's right. That's, it's dangerous to mess with a child of God. Huh? Dangerous to mess with a child of God. And so allow God to strip your vengeance because that, that's a temptation. The temptation to get even is a... You say, well, I don't drink, I don't steal, I don't run with folk that do. But do you try to get folk back? Sometimes you're getting them back and you're getting them back underhanded. They don't even know you're getting them back, but you're getting them. You see? If you're going to get a handle on temptation, I'm trying to do. So y'all think temptation is that sexual immorality and pornography and gambling and all those other kinds of things. But let me tell you something. We attempted to do a whole lot of things that we don't even think about. And I'm, the Lord has me here to bring it to your attention so that you won't be carnal. Look, see, uh, if, you get, if you're going to get a handle on temptation, love God more than money and the world. Love God more than money and the world. For you are destined to yield to temptation if you love money or the things of this world more than God. And a whole lot of folk under my voice have messed themselves up because they fell in love with money and the things of this world. I want you to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. I'm going to keep you turning because I don't want you yawning and going to sleep on me. I got to keep you active this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. When you find it, say amen. amen. It says, for the, it didn't say for money is evil. It says for the what? Of money is a root of all kinds. I say S on it. All kinds of evil, much of which can be traced back to money in some form or fashion, for which some have strayed from the faith, in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. Many sorrows because of the love of money. You've lost your family. Because of the love of money, you lost your reputation, the character. Look at 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. Keep turning. Keep turning. 
Keep turning. Turn, children, turn. First John chapter two, verses 15 through 17. When you find it, say amen. amen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. What? The lust of the what? The flesh, eyes, and pride. Those are three killers. It's not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world is passing away. Passing away. That's why he says doesn't love it, don't love it, and the, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides Forever. Let me tell you something. You better listen to this black ball headed preacher. <laughs> Refuse to yield to the temptation of coveting the possessions of others. That's a temptation. They have it, you want it. They bind it, you bind it. Maybe they can afford it and you can't. As a matter of fact, you don't even know how they got it. You see, you don't even know how they got it. The devil could have given it to them. Who knows? You see, you want, it's dangerous. Learn to be content with what God has given you. Be satisfied. Because when you covet, you're putting yourself in position to yield to temptation. Uh, look, refuse to, pos- to be possessed by a spirit of greed. Greed will wipe you out. Or loving the things of this world. This will surely pierce you through with many sorrows. Save yourself some trouble and learn to be satisfied with Jesus. D, uh, if you're going to yield, if you're going to, to not yield to temptation and if you're going to resist temptation, persevere in prayer in order to experience victory over temptation. Persevere in prayer. This is our season of fasting and prayer. Persevere in prayer in order to experience more victory over temptation. Turn to Matthew chapter 26, 36, 39, and 41. Matthew chapter 26, verses 36, 39, and 41. All of which is in Matthew 26. Matthew says, Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and said to the disciples, sit here a while, sit here while I go and pray over there. Jesus was in a moment of crisis. It was a time of testing right prior to going to the cross. He went, Jesus, a little father, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father. You know, sometimes when things get so heavy and you're in deep trouble, Sometimes you can't even pray long. Sometimes you might just have to say three words. Lord, have mercy. You ever, you ever said that? That's all you can say? That's all you knew what to say? I mean, you know, God, I mean, you, you don't even, all you just throw up your hand and say, Lord, have mercy. Uh, oh, my father. Uh, oh, my God. See, atheists say they don't know, don't believe in God. It's amazing how that plane dropped. They say, oh, God. Even they pray when the pressure's on. I say, I thought you were an atheist. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, you can't. Oh, God is in your mouth. Oh, man. Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Some things intrude into our lives that are so difficult 
You just wish it wouldn't come. Sometimes you say, why me? But then God says, why not? Even Jesus is saying here because of the intensity of the moment, Lord, let it pass. It's more than I can bear. If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Then he turns and says the same breath. Nevertheless, not as I will. See, not what I want, but as you will. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Now you need to underline that because that's how you resist temptation. You resist temptation when you watch and pray. Watch and pray. Pray and watch. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why we need to watch and pray to be alert lest we are devoured by the enemy. Even Jesus felt the heat of the moment and desired that that uh, moment would pass without him having to drink from that bitter cup. Number five, listen, we experience victory over temptation when we remove the clutter, rubbish, and distractions from our minds and meditate on the right things. We experience victory over temptation when we remove the clutter, rubbish, and distraction from our minds and meditate on the right things. If you're thinking on the wrong things, you are bound to yield to temptation. I love what uh, Philippians 4, 8 says. If you can find it fast enough, turn there. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, that's what you think on, meditate on. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, anything worthy of praise to God, meditate on these things. When you meditate on things that are true, noble, just, lovely, huh? things that are virtuous, things that are praiseworthy, you will find yourself not succumbing to temptation. Let me ask you a question. What are you thinking about? Is it pure? Is it just? Is it praiseworthy? Huh? Is it noble? And when you find yourself thinking of the right things, you won't be so uh, quickly to succumb to temptation. Then number six, the surest way to win the battle over temptation is to look and learn from the Lord who had complete victory over temptation while living on earth. You want to say, well, how do I survive temptation? All of us will be tempted. We have been tempted. We'll be tempted. How do you survive? Keep your eyes on Jesus because he conquered temptation fully and completely. Turn with us to Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. A profound passage. A profound passage. Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Look what it says. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. The surest way to win the battle over temptation is to look and learn from our Lord in order to have, who did have complete victory over temptation. Verse 1 says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards, he was what? Hungry. He was what? Hungry. He was hungry. Listen, Satan messes with us when we are most vulnerable. He was hungry. 40 days and 40 nights. 
his flesh was weak from self-denial. And verse three, it says, now when the tempter, who is the tempter? That's right. How do you know it's Satan? How do you know it's Satan? You just told me Satan. How do you know? Well, let the scripture interpret the scripture. Look back in it. Look back in it. Let's look at it macroscopically. It says in verse, I know because in verse one, it says he was tempted by the what? Huh? And the devil is in verse three. He is the what? Tempter. Okay. Can you have other proof from the text? But down in verse eight again, what? The devil. Huh? And so that, that's the tempter. The tempter is the devil. How, how do you know passage raper? Because of verse 11. Verse 11. Then the devil. So, so you can look, you, you can understand what's going on if you look at the text more microscopically. So it says, and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God. You know, if you, they ain't going to make conditions with God. God already knew who he was. He's going to make an announcement if, if you are. He's testing God here. If you are the son of God, command that these stones be turned to bread. You know? But he answered and said, well, he, fought, he fought him with the word, the law. It is written. That's the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, by, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. In other words, he was testing him to do these things. But Jesus didn't do miracles. He didn't listen to the devil and do what he said. He didn't try to prove himself to be muscle man or superman to the devil. He's, he, just, he, he didn't use miracle signs and wonders on the devil. You know what he used? The word. You know what we're to use? We're to use what? God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. Nothing catches him by surprise. He is always ready, willing, and able to hear us, answer our prayers, and sustain us. When we call upon the Lord, Satan will flee, because he and his limited power can in no way stand in the presence of our power source. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.